Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. As a leadership and team development consulting company, we spend a lot of time encouraging, supporting, um, and guiding leaders. And our theme for the month of July has been, how do you live forward? Recognizing the power of our mind and our body in connection to healing and moving forward and living forward in our purpose. And our August theme is celebrating National Black Business Month. And this guest, this episode, I feel is the perfect bridge of connection between our July theme and our August theme. We have Javon Wooden. And let me tell you a little bit about this amazing individual, and you'll quickly understand why I'm so inspired and looking forward to this flip side conversation. Javon Wooden has earned a master's degree in cybersecurity from Fordham University and an MBA from the Robert H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland. He credits his 12 years in the Army for the opportunities to develop his expertise in all aspects of IT and cybersecurity, from providing help desk support to designing information security architecture under the highest possible stakes. His career highlights include leading soldiers in on two deployments to Kuwait, supporting strategic and tactical missions as an information technology manager and setting up the 34th Combat Aviation Brigade's critical communications to support battlefield operations with zero downtime on a 24-7 operation. He was honored and humbled to be awarded the Bronze Star for heroic acts during his deployment in Afghanistan. Javon Wooden is now a certified mindset and business coach, author, speaker, and founder of Live Not Loathe. His mission is to empower others to go from distress to success and design a life they don't need a vacation from. So I'm excited for us to dig into a conversation of what role does mindset have as we live forward in purpose? And what do we need to understand about being strategic as entrepreneurs, as business leaders, as those who are impacting the community around us? So join me in welcoming Javon Wooden to the Flip Side Conversation. Welcome to the show, Javon. Hey, it's a pleasure being here, Dr. Jackson. I am excited to have this conversation. Um, I've been waiting for this since we scheduled it. So let's go ahead and add value to the listeners. 
Yes. And you know what? You just said my key phrase. Everything I desire to do is literally to add value. And with that in mind, tell us a little bit about what you've learned about mindset adding value during your military experience, which we I know we only shared a snapshot of it, but it was a powerful one. How does that all play into who you are now? A mindset is everything. And I know we hear that a lot, but it truly is. Because if you do not have the proper mindset, one, it closes you off from seeing other options and opportunities. The second thing is if you have that scarcity or that lack mindset, you can't grow into the person you're wanting to become and you will never live the life you want to live, right? Because you don't see it as possible, right? It's just a dream, but you say, Mm -hmm. if I'm dreaming it, that doesn't mean it can take place. Whereas if you're on the growth side and the side of abundance, you understand that your only limitations are what you place on yourself. Right. We've already seen the man walk on the moon. Someone once said that was impossible, but studies show that that was actually possible. And now we're seeing people take trips up there just for business, just for leisure. Right. So it's like that's how that's the power of mindset. You know, we often talk about how stress will block us from being able to fully move forward in living, walking, breathing, operating, and thinking. It literally shuts off the critical thinking parts of our brain. And when I think about the scarcity mindset or the deficit mindset, can you give us some examples of what that might sound like in a leader or a business person's mind, that self-talk, or even what might come out of their mouth? Sure. There's a there's a few things that we think of, right? Can't do, right? Try is one of them that we don't even think about, but try is a key, right? A lot of us say, I'm going to try to do this. Well, try leads you to not even attempting it. So we have to remove that out of our language. Um, another time where mindset comes into play is how a leader presents themselves, right? It can show in lack of confidence. It can show in uh, scattered decision-making or lack of wanting to make decisions where they can be um, you know, looked at and it could like represent in a different way that they didn't want, right? So leaders really have to have that right mindset. And it's also a mindset of if you don't have the, the, the abundance mindset, when you come in as a leader and you're with a team, that's going to rub off on them, right? Everything you do is lead by example. So that mindset and the way you present it is going to rub off on your team. If you show growth and abundance, you're also more accepting to failure. You actually don't mind failure at all because you understand that that is actually a part of success. So mindset, again, that plays a huge part in life, but even more so in business. So when you have that scarcity mindset, that deficit mindset, what I heard you say is that it actually is contagious. And as leaders, it will cost us in the bottom line, as well as our ability to bring forward other leaders, those who have potential, if their leader is scattered, is questioning, or is even using the word, I'll try. I love how we are so connected. (laughs) When I'm coaching people and we are talking about something that I am sharing is their next step, and the moment they say, I'll try, 
Like, nope, we have to start over yeah. because it does. As soon as you say, yep. <laughs> as soon as you say, I'll try, you have already given yourself an out. Now, I know that uh, a little bit about your story and from the adversity that you have overcome, I'm sure that the ability to have that abundant mindset, that growth mindset was not always a part of your story. Can you help <laughs> us get kind of a glimpse? I know it, I know it's intricate and I know it's powerful, but what snapshots of your story can you help others understand um, where you came from to get to a place of a bronze star? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, thank you. Great question, uh, Dr. Jackson. First, I want people to understand that we're talking about mindset here. And mindset can either keep you in that place you were, or it can utilize the adversity that you face and create resilience and make you stronger. It can build that tenacity within you. And that's what happened with me. I didn't always start with a great mindset. And in fact, it's something you work towards. It's practice. Just like we hear yoga is a practice. Mindfulness is a practice, right? We call it a practice because it cannot be perfect, but it's all about progress. Um, and that's what we need to aim for. So I started off my story at the age of 17. You know, I grew up in poverty. I actually was raised in a polygamous household with my mother was wife number two, right? So I had to learn a lot. And my mother wasn't there because she had to work to put food on the table, right? And to keep the house over my head. Uh, but I ended up locked up at the age of 17 because I had a scarcity mindset. I thought I had to take, I didn't know I could create opportunities. Um, so I ended up going to jail, facing seven years in prison. And it was really in that jail cell that my mindset had a shift because I had a visit from my mother and my oldest sister. And as we sat in that visitation room, my mom dropped a bomb on me. She said, I put up the house to get you a lawyer. Wow. Now to some that's like, okay, that's what a mother does. No, it's not, right? Especially when the house is housing your siblings. I'm the middle child of five and my mother, right? So that was big to me because I always had felt that I was valueless. So I did not care what happened to me. I was really just trying to make something for them. Um, at the age of 25, that's what I thought my 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 expiration date was because that's what we were told as young black men. So as I walked back, even though I walked back up to that cell, changed physically, I became free mentally. And that really allowed me to, you know, pr start praying to God establish a relationship on my own because as a youth, you know, you're kind of forced into religion, whatever the religion of your parents is. So it gave me that freedom to say, you know what, I'm going to do this on my terms. I got to figure this out because this isn't the life for me. I don't want to be in here. I don't want to grow up and spend my early adult years in prison. And by the grace of God, two weeks later from that date, I was released from, from jail and able to get a second chance. And that second chance led me to the military. And in the military, the mindset was able to grow even more, right? I learned leadership capabilities. I learned the power of collaboration, the power of diverse thinking, all these things. But the most important thing I learned is the power of me, right? So I learned to believe in myself and belief is one of the first things you need to establish, right? Not just in a higher power, but in yourself. Because if you can't believe in yourself, you will never take those chances and face those risks, right, to go ahead and move forward in life to get to the point where you can say, I am who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. 
you said a whole mouthful and I'm trying <laughs> to keep up with all of the nuggets of wisdom that you just shared. One thing that I would love for you, if you're willing to unpack a little bit more for us, because I know you're in Houston, but mm -hmm. we are in Philadelphia. And right now, if you've been watching the news, our young people are killing each other at an unbelievable rate. Violence mm -hmm. is to the point where people are afraid to have outdoor events. And when you said that your perception of deficit, your mindset about yourself, that scarcity, had you feeling that you had to steal instead of create, and that hopelessness within you as a young person shifted how you were able to even see your ability to that there was possibility beyond the age of 25. And mm -hmm. you said, you know, as a black male, that was the messaging. And I think back to one of our earlier episodes, we had um, the NFL great Dr. Irving Fryer on, um, who also shared his experience in prison, but a very similar messaging around as a black male, the, the story, the lack of role models, the the thing that he believed about possibility was mm -hmm. came from a broken place. If you were able to speak to those who are in communities serving young people right now, and what would you share with them to begin to shift the mindset that Young people literally are walking around believing all I have to steal because I can't create because I'm going to die before I'm 25. Right. So the first thing is to challenge that thinking. We have to put them in situations that gives them the confidence to start believing that they can. If you're never giving the opportunity to do something great, then it's really hard to believe that you're capable of doing something great, right? So we have to challenge them, put them in jobs, right? Give them skills, allow them to be in places where they say, okay, this is, this is giving me a platform. I can springboard off of this. And that's why we talk about, you know, infusing dollars into the, the at-risk communities and the, the impoverished communities, how different that the world would be if we did that, right? People have arguments saying that that would just make the, the problem worse and all these other things, they'll spend it on whatever. That is not the case. Actually, New York has a pilot program right now where they're giving underserved communities or at least certain families um, dollars and it's showing to pay dividends. And we all knew that, right? We all knew that, but the system is really what has to change. So a new system has to be created and it starts with the community, right? So those of us who have been given, you know, by the grace of God, given the capabilities to give back, we have to give back more than we anticipated having to give back. And that includes our time. The time is actually the most important because you can't just throw money at this, right? This is a generational systemic issue. So we have to literally step in, become mentors, you know, sponsor families, create uh, scholarships, create programs, all of that 
And we have to start with us, right? We have to look around at our left and our right. If we can make one change, then that rolls down and causes that trickle effect. So that's what it's really about. It's really about locking arms. And that's one of the things I loved about the military. It wasn't about if I liked the person, wasn't about if I knew the person, but I knew I had to trust that person because just like what's happening in the system, you got to trust those people with your life. Right. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's very hard um, for us in the impoverished communities. Trust is not there. Right. We don't even trust ourselves to make the right decisions. So we have to establish that challenge and challenge everyone, all of us. And then we have to establish that trust for sure. But the trust comes as you do the work. Right? It's not mm-hmm. going to come before because they don't know what you're capable of. They've heard that story before. So you have to do the work, embed yourself in these places. Ask them what they need. Don't just throw things at them. Like give them an option to be heard, right? You have to give people the option to be heard because if not, they're going to be like, oh, here comes another person doing what they want, their agenda. Make it our agenda. We are all together. Wow. Making an investment in the community by first making sure that we allow their voice to be heard. What is it that is needed from their perspective and then giving them an opportunity to create. So to combat that deficit mindset or that scarcity Mm -hmm. is creating an opportunity where there are Uh, There's the chance to impact someone outside of themselves so that they see how their ability to add value creates a ripple effect. And then you also said how we can lock arms and in that investment, not only put dollars into communities that are often underserved, underserviced, and Um, not provided the resources that other communities have. When we make that investment, also make sure that the dollars stay in the community, not that they they come in and then go right back out, but that Mm -hmm. it circulates at least five times within the community. And we're locking arms together saying, you, um, we believe that there's more in you. And not only do we believe it, we're going to show up in consistency to show you that we believe more um, of you and in you. Because just as you said, if I don't understand my own value, then I don't trust myself, which powerful. You gave a bunch of nuggets. This is awesome. (laughs) And we are already at two minutes away from our break. And I, I want to squeeze in. And you might not be able to do it in two minutes, but we'll do a part, part one and part. I try fire around <laughs> your company is called live, not loathe. You know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to put that out there and we're going to take a break. So Javon Wooden's company is called live, not loathe. When we come back from this break, I would love for you to unpack for us, how did you choose the name, why the name, and what kind of impact do you want to make with a name like that? It it (laughs) immediately intrigued me. So as we get ready to take this break, if you have not had an opportunity to connect with Living Strong Consulting, I encourage you to check out our website, 
www.livingstrongllc.com and look through our services, not only trauma-informed approaches, but our equity work, as well as our parent support work, as well as our programming, leadership development, and team development work. And when we come back, we're going to find out more about Javon's work in his company called Live Not Loathe. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been having a powerful conversation with Javon Wooden. And just before our break, I asked him to be prepared to tell us more about the name of his company, Live Not Loathe. Javon, where did that come from? Yes. So live not loathe represents the transformation. So, and that was for myself. I used to loathe life. I couldn't stand myself. I couldn't stand what I had to do. I couldn't stand the people around me. (laughs) So I just, every day I would wake up like, I have to do this again. Like, what can I do to change this? I feel like it's Groundhog Day and it's not a good day. Right. Um, And a lot of people experience this. Um, So many people are just unhappy with everything about their life, right? They don't like their job, but they stay in it. They don't like their relationship, but they stay in it. They don't like who they are, but they stay in it, right? Um, Because we don't realize that things can change. Actually, things is one of the only things that's constant, right? So I wanted to represent that change in a good way, because once we go from loathing and we start to see, and if you look at my logo, you can see the sun rising, right? That's representing that that change. It's representing the, the light starting to come on you, right? So then you go to living. 
And I don't mean just breathing. That's being alive. I'm talking about truly having agency over your life, understanding that you have control over some things, right? You first, you have control over how you act, right? You have control over how you think. So with those two things, you can do a lot of things to change what I just mentioned, right? And the first thing I had to change was my attitude, right? I had to change how I was thinking, I had to change how I looked at myself. So I did some hard work, introspection. A lot of people don't like to do that, which is why a lot of people don't like to spend time by themselves. But do that. You have to do one of those things because once you understand who you truly are, right, in the things you value, once you understand what you want in your life and out of your life, now you can play ball. Now you can live with joy and happiness because that starts within. No one can give you that, nothing or no one. Um, there's no key to it, but in your hands. So that's what Live Not Loathe is about. You just echoed something as you were talking. I know one of our um, popular followers, she has supported me from day one in creating Living Strong Consulting, and that is Cheryl Hurley. One of her words, and I believe she chose this word two years in a row, was intentional. Being intentional, the moment you said, identify what your core values are, what are those core words? Why are you here? What impact? Getting intentional about what, how you want to add value and then begin to do the internal work that's going to allow your desire and how you walk to align with one another. Can we make a, a slight shift here? And I'd love for your insight on what are some of the mindset mistakes that business owners often make? Well, business owners really, one of the things is they see all these other people, you know, on social media is perpetuating this, like people saying, oh, I'm super successful. All I did was do this. Five days later, I was making a million, right? So business owners have this vision of something grand but they haven't made a plan, right? So they don't know their numbers. <laughs> they don't know what they're actually bringing in, what they're actually spending. Um, they don't know their revenue generating activities. Right? And when I'm talking about revenue, I'm talking about money and time, right? And also business owners don't put enough time into awareness and consideration, which is your marketing. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's cool if you don't know how to market, but invest, right? Invest in that. That mindset, again, scarcity. Like, I don't have the money to invest right now. Well, how are you going to get the money if you don't know what you're doing, right? So you have to be resourceful sometimes as a business owner. That's where, you know, business loans come in. That's where, you know, so much other things. You just have to figure it out, right? If you're really, really talking about wanting to have a company that has longevity and that has impact, figuring it out doesn't have to be just you. Tap into your networks, right? There's something called a power base. The power base is who do you know that can help you get to your goal? And we have to do more of that. Again, that scarcity mindset will keep you from asking because you're afraid of being vulnerable. Vulnerability is strength. And as a business owner, you have to have it. You know what, Javon, though, something you just said resonated with me and I hadn't even thought about it until this very moment. I think also that scarcity mindset has people afraid to actually look at the numbers and get really clear 
on the stability of their business, Mm -hmm. what the revenue, both the money and the time, how they're spending their time, making hard decisions based on the numbers. I think that's also connected to that scarcity mindset, that fear. If I keep um, that mindset, then Mm -hmm. it almost discounts me from actually paying attention to the hard truth of where my business lies. What is your thought about that? Absolutely. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Dr. Mm-hmm. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get it. Sometimes you really, like, if I don't know, ignorance is bliss. It's not the case. <laughs> until, <laughs> because if it, until the bottom falls out. <laughs> right, exactly. If you're bleeding money and you're in the red and you're thinking all this time you're like $50,000 in the green, but it's actually negative, that's going to be a big shock. And, you know, business owners, you know, we have this, this course uh, community. We have this course ideas now. Like everyone has a course, self-paced courses, and people are just buying them up. Uh, but we really have to be, again, intentional, like your followers said. We have to be intentional with our time and our money. One, time you cannot get back. So as a business owner, I know it's a lot to do, especially if you're a solopreneur. But you have to learn how to leverage, right? Like I was talking about before, leverage your network, leverage automations, leverage virtual assistance, you know, wherever you can make it easier for success to be had, you have to look at that. Really look at everything within your business, how it's operating. Look at your business model, right? Because you can be doing things that may need to get cut. Like a lot of us want to post on all the social media platforms. No, maybe you don't need to be in all. Where is your target market? <laughs> That's where you need to be. Who cares about the other stuff? Master that, right? Master that first. And then you can worry about maybe hire someone else once you get enough money to, to do whatever you really want to do, right? So that's really what we have to do. We have to focus in, learn not where we want to be, but where our target market is and meet them where they are, learn what language they have. But again, if we have the mindset that it's about me, your business is not about you, right? Because you're solving the problems of other people and you need to learn everything about those people that you're solving. Really look at one person because that's your avatar and learn everything about them, right? Make them, make, name them, put their age. Do they have kids? Like really flesh it out. What, what type of movies? Do they listen to podcasts? If so, what? Like we would have to really think about about that and stop focusing inwardly on, on just us and think about how we can make our business grow and actually become successful, not just for the now, but in the long term. Because ultimately, you should be building the business to sell it. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but you should be building the business to sell it. You, oh my goodness, there were so many things and you were just on a roll. And so I need to back up a moment because I think something you said, I don't want people to miss it. When you said being recognized that people often talk about being grand, but they don't have a plan and doing way too many things spreading yourself so thin, you're on every social media platform, you are not paying attention to, is that actually cost effective? And being willing to focus in on who are you serving? And when you were talking, I know I have this conversation with clients often because there's almost like this sheepish, 
desire of 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 being boastful but actually what you said is recognize your business isn't about you it's about how you're adding value to someone else so sharing how you're going to add value how you're going to improve someone else's experience or meet a need isn't being boastful you're being clear and so instead of shying away from creating a very clear avatar that's tied to a clear marketing plan on the best social media platform that your client is on, not the most popular one that everyone is talking about, because you're getting really intentional and you're not being boastful, you're adding value, you're creating yes. space. Can you tell us what is the five why business framework? What is that? So the five Y business framework is my proprietary fame framework. And it's really, I'm just going to summarize it, right? There's, there's a few things you have to look at. What are you trying to accomplish with your business, right? What is driving your business, right? So you have to look at that. Um, then you have to look at the yield. Like, what are you looking to, you know, how much do you need? What's the revenue, right? What are you presenting? What value? Like we were just talking about. Then you want to make it as easy as possible, which is YAR. You know, you want to make it just flow. YAR is a, a boating term. It's easy. It just flows with the rent, right? So that's where like your automations and stuff like come from. Can you hire someone uh, to offload some of the tasks that you shouldn't be doing anyway? Right. We talk about the, the rocks and the sand and the pebble task. Right. So so the sand task you absolutely shouldn't be doing. Right. That's just busy work. It looks good on your to do list, but it adds no value. It's getting you nowhere. It just makes you feel great. And it's false. Right. Then you have the pebbles, which need to be done. That's your intermediate task. But do they need to be done right now? And do they need to be done by you? Right. So you want to look at that. And then you have the rocks, the rocks. With, start with R for reasons, your revenue generating activities. That's where you absolutely need to be there. Your media, right? <laughs> getting your brand awareness out there, you know, getting those high touch um, systems. Like if you go for speaking engagements, if you're a vendor somewhere, those are revenue generating activities, right? Making those calls that everyone dreads, whatever it is. <laughs> that's what that's what we want to focus on. Then you want to get your clients crazy about you, right? You want to get that brand loyalty. So you want to have that word of mouth spread and you're like, who referred you? And you don't even know who it is because that's how much people love you, right? So you, you want to create some sort of community, community vibe and you don't want to forget about your current clients, right? A lot of people think after the buying phase, once a client hits retention, they fail, right? So when you hit the retention phase, you should be adding even more value to these clients, right? You should be having them in your revenue ladder because they already bought. They want to get everything from you if you serve them correctly. And that's how they become loyal. Um, and, and one of the things that uh, we forget is the cost of acquisition of a new client is way higher than the cost of retaining a client. Right. So so that's uh, what we focus on with the five Y framework, just automating, you know, getting that brand, increasing sales, increasing revenue. Like we said, getting that uh, the messaging right, because that's where it all starts. So just, you know, we're, we're from we're, we're across three things, the marketing, yes. sales and business development. Yes, that last part. I love all five Y's now uh, get be clear. I love all five. <laughs> I think one that 
I've not heard others really mention because so often people are so focused on trying to get clients that they lose lose sight on how are you cultivating, curating, retaining the clients that you've gained and you create such value in their life that they are, they become your fans. Like they are the ones who are going to go out and bring more business to you because you're actually intentionally creating time, energy, and attention to how am I going to continue to add value? And there's a, I think, a, an opportunity for us to think after this break, to think about your comment that so many people are focused on taking and creating courses, but you also on your website talk about this is not about a self-guided course, but actually the importance of coaching. So when we go come back from this break, I'd love for you to talk about when does someone need to recognize, I don't need another course, it's actually time for a coach. When we come back, I'd love for you to help them understand the difference and when to say, Yep, it's time. (laughs) So we are having (laughs) an amazing conversation with Javon Wooden, and he is laying down nuggets. I hope you are picking them up. Javon, before we go into this break, I would love for you to give them the website. We started talking about your services, but as we go into this break, give them the website so that they can look look it up while we're on break. Sure. LiveNotLoathe.com. That's L I V E. N-O-T-L-O-A-T-H-E.com. There it is. Check him out and we will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty. What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit sandracoats.com for more information. Ever wanted to know what makes you, you? Why you think and feel the way you do? And more important, what the motivation for your behavior is? 
And when you know this about yourself, what do you do with all of it anyhow? Learning about your Enneagram type helps answer these questions and so much more. Listen to The Traveling Enneagram with host Nikki Myers for answers to these questions. Thursdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been having a powerful conversation that is chalked full of nuggets from Javon Wooden. And he just unpacked the name of his company, LiveNotLoathe.com. And just before break, one of our listeners, Claudia, um, shared that her middle name is Delegate, but you up-leveled that thing, Javon. Tell us that breakdown. It's not just Delegate. What else is it? So Delegate, Delete, Delay, and Automate. So either you pass it on to someone else, you get rid of it all together, you put it in another queue quarter, or you just automate it. Like rank it run automatically if it's a repetitive task. I love it. Recognizing how valuable your time is. You said in our second part of our segment that we can't get time back. Once you have spent time, it's gone. And so it is one of your most valuable resources, especially as a business owner. And you broke down the sand and each level of what we should, the things that we shouldn't even be considering, the pebbles that are work that other people could be doing. And then you talked about the rocks, the revenue generating act activities. Can you break that down a little bit more for us? Sure. Um, I alluded to it a little bit before, but there's three things that as a business owner, we focus on primarily, right? There's marketing. You got um, outbound and inbound, right? We might not have time to talk about the differences between those, but just know, right? Then you have sales, right? Getting the people to buy your product. And then you have the uh, the business development, right? That's getting your leads. That's making sure your systems are running properly, right? The finance aspect, um, all that stuff. Networking is included, which I know a lot of people don't like, but it's necessary. Um, and that's what the three tasks we want to look at as revenue generate activities. So when I'm coaching, I often look at how my clients are spending their time. Literally look at their calendar. If they're not using their calendar, we have a problem, right? Because everything you put on your calendar 
that's like one of those immovable meetings you have at work, right? Where you're like, I cannot miss this meeting no matter what. I got a presentation I got to do. That's how it should be about your business. You should have goals set for marketing. You should have goals set for sales and you should have goals set for business development every week, right? I have a growth. I actually block out uh, uh, Wednesdays because that's my growth development day for my business. So I am calling, I'm doing follow-up calls. I'm hitting up networking events. I'm finding out like creating my copy for my website or whatever it is, right? That's the, you have to get at least one day where you are not taking clients. You're really focused on growing the business because if you do not focus in on those things, it'll get away from you really quickly. Um, and marketing is the first thing. Right? That's how you get people ingested into your systems. Right? So all the social media posting needs to be intentional. There goes that word again. You don't just post to post. It has to be for some reason. Right? And when you post, there should be a call to action on that post because you want engagement. People like being told exactly what to do. So let them know. Like it could be drop your comments below about what it is or type ready if you're ready to um, grow your business, whatever the case may be. Always have a call to action on there. Right. And then your posting. We mentioned posting. When you post, schedule it if you can. Right. The best thing you can do is, is schedule. Like just put it out. I use you can use Hootsuite or something like that if you want to for most posts. Um, some of the things is a little limited, but they're getting better. Right. So those types of tools become very helpful. We talked about automating. Right. If you're one of those people who want to plan out all your content. Great. Do a 90 day marketing calendar. Right. Plan exactly how you're going to put everything out there. Where are you going to post it? It doesn't have to be to the point where you know exactly what you're going to say. But write down what it's going to be about. What's the topic? Right. Um, I do for my business. I have certain days for certain things. Right. So mine's mindset Mondays. Right. Wellness Wednesdays. You know, and then I talk about, you know, money sometimes on Mondays, too. So I just make it fun um, and, it, and it keeps you in track. And then when you're talking about, you know, that consideration, consideration is after the awareness, after you get people knowing who your brand is, what you're talking about, you want to be the highest on that consideration list. What is your unique selling point and what is your highest undeniable benefit? So you have to get really clear on this. This is where taking that time, you know, they talk about measure twice, cut once. No, you want to measure about 10 times and cut once on, on marketing, because if you're not saying the right things, no one's going to think about you twice, right? Yeah, your content is cool. It's entertaining. But what's the point? Um, so make sure you're passing the so what test. When you're writing your copy out, make sure you're asking yourself, so what? What's the point of that? How does that add value to this? Can I cut this out or should I rephrase it in a different way? Um, and that first draft of your copy, whatever it is, just write. Don't worry about what it says. And then you go back through and edit and polish it up because some of that stuff you might be able to use later. So whatever you don't use in that first draft, just move it to the bottom. Or you might save it for later. And next thing you know, you have a whole just archive of things you can pull from and tweak that you've said before. Um, so you just have to be very, very intentional about that piece. Then sales. I know a lot of people don't like getting those sales calls. I recommend not passing off that part of your business until you have mastered it yourself. Right. Because there should be a um, like an SOP for how the sales go. Um, there should be like a, um, a script that you use at first, you know, you don't have to follow it to the letter, but it keeps you on task, on track, right? And one of the things I love about sales is you don't really have to sell. 
if the person came to you, like if we're coaches and, and consultants, the person typically comes to us, you want to disqualify them first, right? Have them go through a, uh, an assessment, like some type of application process, something that says, if I don't really want this, I'm not going to do this, <laughs> right? So right. so that's a great thing. Unless you're a product, of course, your product is just going to be listed, right? You make it easier. But if you're doing a, a service, you want to do that because, again, you can't get your time back. So when they get on that call, they've already qualified themselves. Now you just coast. It's like a wave, right? They're riding a wave. Let them say exactly what they want to do. Use the mirroring technique. Say exactly what they just said and make it sound like you just said something profound. Like, how do you know this? I feel like you know me. That's what you want people saying, right? So if they said their pain points were they don't have enough time, you know, that they, they don't feel like they're in the right relationship, whatever it is, you say that back. What I'm hearing you say is, you don't have enough time and you're in the wrong relationship. Is that right? And then when they say yes, now you bring a couple points in your program that can address that. And that's what you do. You don't need to do this whole presentation about what's going on. Make it easy for yourself. Coast them to the beach, right? So then you can relax. That's how I look at it. Um, and, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, you you about to say something, Dr. Jackson? No, I, I feel like you um, laid an entire buffet for people. And I, I first, I want to ask you, what did you call your Wednesdays again? Oh, my wellness Wednesdays. Your wellness was Wednesdays, but how you work on your business, you called it the growth. Oh, my growth day. You're talking about the growth day your that growth I block it day. out. Yes. Yes. So what I feel like you just did, and I'm giving a call to action to those who are listening <laughs> either live or in replay is that I feel like, again, going back to your opening comments around mindset, sometimes people are afraid to take an entire day to work on their business because mm -hmm. in a scarcity mindset, they are afraid to not be working in the business. They're constantly, they have booked their calendar so full that they're constantly busy, but they're not creating any margin to work on the business. And I'm calling you out right now that if you are not creating a growth day for you to work on your business, you are operating from a scarcity mindset because you are afraid that if you're not working constantly, you're going to miss something. But what is for you is for you. So if it is for you, get prepared for when it shows up. It's going to show up and you're not going to be ready. So this is mm. what you need to do. Javon just laid a buffet and I know he went through those points too fast for you to get it the first time. So now you identify your growth day and then you go back to this episode, that last segment and write down each one of the nuggets he just gave you for how to use that day to continue to grow your business, not just survive in it. Woo, my goodness, this has been good. Come on, Dr. Jackson. I tell you what, <laughs> you got me all riled up. I was like, Let's you know go. what? We are down to our last four minutes and I don't want to miss my uh, last question before break. So if you can do it in like two minutes, it will be awesome. 
when someone has been going to course after course or has decided they're going to make course after course, when do they know it is no longer course time and it's now coaching time? So it's the law of diminishing returns, right? If you keep doing something and your return on investment has not hit the green, then you know it's time, right? If you've invested in all these courses, paid all this money, and you haven't generated at least three times that, it's time to get the coaching because what you're missing, one, it could be your your implementation of it, right? Maybe you're not implementing, or you could be one of those people who don't implement, right? You stay in that analysis paralysis phase, right? So you have to go get that coach. And I'm not talking about the fly by night coaches that just pop up out of nowhere who, you know, because, you know, coaching isn't a regulated field. And that's important for people to know. Go to the coaches who have done the investment in themselves to get the the work, to get the knowledge, to get the experience um, so they can truly serve you and add value to you. Beautiful. And Javon, you are that coach. So we have about two minutes left and I want you to share with everyone what's on the horizon. What are you working on? What's the new product that's coming out? Yes. So I have a business accelerator program. It's a group coaching program, only 20 slots. And I guarantee you they will fill up quickly. I haven't even started really marketing it now. So you hear it first on Dr. Jackson's (laughs) show. (laughs) So, hey, hey, this is a, this is an exclusive here. So yeah, so it's a group coaching business accelerator program. That's three months. Now we cover what I was just talking about, the marketing, the sales, and the business development. Now I'm giving templates. I'm giving actual coaching. We have one-on-one sessions in there. Like I give everyone who joins three one-on-one sessions to make sure they can implement it. And I'm going to hold you accountable, right? And I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm not just going to tell you the strategic side, but the tactical side. And I think that's very important because so many people give that strategic piece and they're missing the tactical piece. And that's very unfair because that's what a lot of people need. They need the tactical. How do I do this? Um, So I want to do that. I'm offering that now. And you know what? Just because I'm saying it here first, Anyone who goes to ownyourkingdom.com right now and books their discovery call today after this, I'll give you a discount on the program. How about that? Hey, hey, you heard it right here on the flip side. Javon, thank you so much for all of the value that you have added to those who have listened live. And I know those who are going to listen on demand in the replay. This has been another amazing flip side conversation and we encourage you to not only keep it to your, not only use it for yourself, but make sure you share it with someone else. Same place, same time next week, right here on the flip side. We will see you then. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.